in the year 2017. Two complete strangers with flex time on their hands meet at a Simpsons trivia night outside of Boston. Together with their powers, they created the Frosted Side Podcast. Their mission? These two hosts join forces with a guest to review an episode of their favorite cartoon, as well as a cereal chosen by the guests themselves, and eat it on air. Radical! Their mission as listener is simple. Okay. Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the TV, but not too close. And don't pick at the marshmallows, because here comes the frosted side. With the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Lindquist. Dave, I love the new intro. Thank you so much, Dave Lindquist. I love the idea. Yeah, it's uh, something that I cooked up earlier this week. I had a lot of time on my hands with work in between my new job and the job that I just left up in Manchester, New Hampshire. Yeah, I'm going to be closer to home. No more 40-minute commutes. It's a half now, but uh, I will be going with traffic. Congrats. Thank you. Oh, man, I am so excited Yeah, for but you. don't be so excited for me entering the Route 3 traffic corridor, especially in Belreca. Yeah. But once it gets past exit 27, you know, you start to get towards the mall because I'm going to be working in Burlington at a famous health center. I, it looks like uh, traffic should be okay. Ironically, where we got the frosted side off the ground, we met at a Starbucks on Middlesex Turnpike, if oh, yeah, you remember. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, right next to... Oh, remember, a- remember meeting with people at places? Well, that's going to happen pretty soon once people start getting their vaccines. It looks like the the new president, because the last time we were uh, on the air, we had the old orange vulgar yam or whatever, whatever he whatever skin color he goes by. But now we have an actual president who has actual empathy and he wants people vaccinated by May 1st because he's an adult and we have an adult running things. Yeah, I think that's uh, looking pretty good. I know Fauci said that he wants people who've been vaccinated to feel free to hang out and be careful. And I'm looking forward to getting my vaccination, especially with my new job. And uh, hopefully I have a higher priority. Me too. Me too, man. Well, I'm so glad. Such such a relief for all the grandparents I know out there too. Like just going and to see, getting to see grandkids, and you know, hugs are going around now. It's just like lifts my spirits a little bit. It, it, it not only lifts my spirits, but it does put everything else in context. Because when we started the pandemic over a year ago, I turned 36, and by the way, tomorrow will be the the 10th anniversary of my 27th birthday. So anybody on Facebook want to remind me that I'm getting happy, older. Uh, Thank you. Happy birthday, Dave. Oh, my God. In yeah, two I've years, I'll be like Jack Benny, year. 39 years old. I'll be Jack Benny. And, yeah, I know. Jack Benny ain't got nothing on me. I'll be 39 for the rest of my life in two years. But uh, once once you hit that age, it really doesn't matter, though. Though everybody thinks, oh, my God, you're how old? Yeah, and I told them I'm in my 30s, and they're like, I figured you would have been at least 29. And uh, maybe the fact that I shave my head now, you know, re- relatively just to the bone almost, you know, cutting it kind of close so that everybody thinks I'm a teenager, which, by the way, thank you very much. I still get carded, but God damn it, I. 
<laughs> there you go. Oh, I, I am not a teenager I, I by my, any I think stretch my problem of the is the beard's turning a little white now. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> my my your mine too. I actually started going gray at 17. It's funny that you mentioned that. I had a teacher tell me my senior year of high school, you got some gray hairs. And I was like, What? Those are blonde. And alas, no, that's gray. But uh, to each their own. And uh, I appreciate everybody telling me that I look younger than my age, although I can still act like a teenager. I still act like one, but I am an old fart <laughs> with back problems, unfortunately, in this day and age. Uh, oh, my God. Final day today, I was lifting yeah. boxes out of our art center. So that was my uh, my little send off. But I did get some pretty cool art for the road. They, they were like, yeah. You can take some uh, column. I have a Greek column in the back, oh, believe awesome. it or not, like the Parthenon that we used in the art center oh, in wow. one of the uh, houses that we had for classes. And I yeah. just uh, put it in there and I might use it, I don't know, as a conversation piece. And I got a step ladder, which I just posted on my Facebook page, which in case, you know, I need to fix a light, um, I, I'll use a step ladder. You know, I'm not I'm not short, but, you know, every now and then because I'm not MBA tall. I can just pick up my my step ladder and replace um, one of the ceiling panels. And of course I got some, uh, you, go. you know, yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm, I'm stacked for life. Um, you, you'll see it. I'll, I'll post it on Facebook because now that I'm out of Facebook prison or Facebook jail, I should say. <laughs> that's enough i don't want to get into that that was a brief stay it was a brief stay right? everybody's gonna yeah, get sucked yeah. and now and then i don't want to go there but we got a lot going on there i appreciate your <laughs> um your kind words on the on the feedback um thank you dj hummus for all your hard work on the original theme uh, dj hummus the original rapper and uh for <laughs> Can can I can I let everybody with, in on with a, a really familiar sounding voice for some reason? Can I let everybody I, in I on? I think they secret? know the secret, Dave. But feel free. I'm going to reveal something to everybody, to our faithful listeners. Check this: DJ Hummus this and I big. have actually been in the same room. Here's a double plot twist: <laughs> we're the same person. Wow! Oh my wow. God! How everybody yeah. listening in their cars pulled over because. I don't want you guys driving off cliffs now. I could never have told. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a striking resemblance. Oh, uh, that random. Was, it was a but, fun thing. Uh, it was fun, but I wanted to give <laughs> this thing a little bit <laughs> of a turbo a blast to from duck the into the recording intro. I'm sorry? What did you say, dude? Do you have to uh, find a phone booth to duck into to do record an intro? Yes. Do you have to find a phone booth to duck into to record an intro? I, I, yes, I believe I have had to have done that in the prior life. Um, actually, one of the radio tropes <laughs> is that when somebody who is an on-air host has to uh, leave the room, wink, wink, they come in and they invite a guest on. And uh, we might be... Doing the same thing here, not with DJ Hummus, but with some of the other NBA stars or college basketball stars, because uh, <laughs> we've got a great tie-in, and it's one of the best ideas that you came up with, Dave Lindquist, and we might as well jump right in because it yeah, really I'm is the sure best idea. I mean, to use the phrase, 
dude, you did by that. Well, I appreciate it. Well, David. I'm giving you credit where credit is due. You came up with something that I think everybody can get in on, and you came up with a concept that has gotten so much feedback on our Facebook and Instagram pages. And thank you guys for participating. We appreciate it. Unfortunately, we can't please everyone, but we hear your complaints. We can't include all the mascots, but if you head on over to the Frosted Side Facebook and Instagram pages, the Frosted Side, simple as that. Find us on social media. You'll yeah, see I, the I brackets. It's, it's uh, Frosted Pod, all one word. Narrowing it down. Thank you very much, Dave Linquist. I yeah, it's Frosted Pod, yep. but you'll see it under the banner of the Frosted Side. But if you type in Frosted Pod, you'll see the little banners and you'll see uh, the brackets, excuse me, and you'll see what we have. March Madness of Serial Mascots. Hold on, I'm coming. We own the rights to this, right? We own the rights to the uh, basket, NCAA basketball. You're a copyright lawyer, right? <laughs> we, well, that, that's what I was trying to get into earlier. Is I'm not. I'm pretty sure we're not even allowed to use the phrase March Madness, but uh, I think we're it's buried deeply in here enough that we're probably good. Oh, Dave! Now you've turned into March Sadness <laughs> but, uh, all yes, of a sudden. My March Gladness went to March Sadness. <laughs> right. I'm like Lana Del Rey. Summertime sadness, but March Sadness. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I think. If, if 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 CBS is listening or the NCAA, anybody listening at the top, uh, I have a really good attorney who is a copyright lawyer, and he's going to defend us to the death. Right, Dave? Oh, I gosh. put you on the spot. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> I'm tug, tugging at my neck here. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this, Dave. We're, we're going to have to flush out the idea a bit. So just just kind of generally getting into it for our audience. Uh we decided we decided we decided we need to have a tournament and uh what what better tournament than uh, serial mascots so um I, we couldn't come up with a full 64 so we're we've narrowed it down to 16 slash i i, I want to propose maybe an alteration or two to that 16 for maybe have a plan game first, right off the bat because we've gotten some feedback on on this yeah. Yeah, well, that's 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 a proposal I've got coming up. Right, right off the back of bat, I gotta say, we were not able to include the cinnamon toast crunch bakers, specifically Wendell. They aren't the mascots anymore, and they're the they're these annoying little awful. Yeah, <laughs> they're these annoying little awful anthropomorphic. No, you're right. These, these like horrible little pieces of cereal are the mascots now, and like. I just can't give Cinnamon Toast Crunch the credit to put on here because these things are annoying and terrible and bring back Wendell. <laughs> Hashtag bring back Wendell. Maybe we should start the campaign. Well, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that tonight. Maybe after we're done recording at the time of this on 3-11-2021. But unfortunately, we can't please everyone. But Maybe our passionate fans can start the hashtag on their own. After all, we've started a little bit of a controversy on the Instagram, and uh, we appreciate it. But uh, don't jump off any cliffs yet, fans. We've got a lot of great mascots to get through, 
And uh, you want to start off with the Kellogg's bracket. So we, we, we broke it down initially. We wanted to do Kellogg's and then Post and then General Mills. And then maybe you want to clarify that a little bit, Dave Linquist. Yeah, yeah, there just weren't enough of one of one another. So we, we've got a we've got a solidly Kellogg's bracket, a solidly General Mills bracket, and then it kind of falls apart. You've got your Post and Quaker, and then just kind of a wild card bracket because honestly, it was getting too hard to fit them in for those companies, and there were too many good Kellogg's and uh, General Mills mascots we had left out. So. But before we get into specifically what's in uh, this bracket and what we've posted, Dave, I want to propose a possible play-in match to you here. All right, bring it. So so I think our general premise is which of these two mascots would win in a fight. Is, is that what we're going to go with? I think so, too. Does that too. sound reasonable to you? Uh, like, should, should these mascots Hold battle? on. I, I th- you know, I think I see so, Sir Charles out in my uh, foyer, in my in my yard, I should say, in Lowell, Massachusetts. I have no idea what Sir Charles Barkley is doing here in Lowell, Massachusetts, in Belvedere on Route 38 here in, in, in the Merrimack Valley. But I'm going to go... Open the door and let him in. And Dave, you take it from here and explain the play. Yes, send him on in, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see if Charles has something to weigh in on here. So, glaring omission on my part in setting up this bracket. We are missing uh, Buzzy, or I think Buzz B is his name, the Honey Nut Cheerios B. Looking through this bracket, like I, I think he at least deserves to get in a play-in game here. We've got two two kind of weak points here. We've got uh, Quisp, the alien in a serial that just comes and goes constantly, and the Alpha Bits wizard. And honestly, I think the B might deserve uh, the chance of a play-in game against one of those two. So I guess I thought uh, I'd uh, weigh in Dave, and see Dave, what Dave uh, was... either you, Dave, Dave, or Sir Charles thinks. No, no, this is Sir Charles Barkley. Um, uh, I just want to jump in and. Um, you know, I've been listening um, on, and I have to say that uh, the the honey nut Cheerios be he got the he got the stinger, which um, you know I, I'm not saying that, that you know that's a shoe in, but I think that you know if you, if you got a stinger that that can hurt versus the alphabet's wizard. Um, although the wizard can actually do some crazy tricks. Well, I, I think you might be right, Mr. Barkley, and I, I got to say it's an honor to have you well, on the podcast. Well, thank you very much. You know, it's uh, been... do, you have, do, you, do you have any favorites well, here? You know, I got... any, uh, any cereal mascots well, you're a I fan of? I got to say, um, you know, in the Kellogg bracket, um, we got Cornelius Rooster. He kind of he corny. Um, uh, I know he yeah, he debuted yeah, back in, in 1957 on... On cereal boxes all across America, but uh, he, uh, he he makes a lot of noise, including w- wake up 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 to Kellogg's cornflakes. But he um, he's kind of loud. He's he's kind of goofy. But I, I think uh, Sonny, the, the Kellogg's raisin brand, some mascot uh, who was introduced back in 1956. Um, you know, he kind of burns. I mean, standing on the sun burns a lot. So uh, if I was Rooster, you know, I, I look out for, for sun of the sun because, um, and, and, you know, they might burn him like a raisin. And that is the kind of analysis you get from a professional, folks. Thank oh, you very, so much. Very welcome. Yes, great, great to have you here. Madness. 
<laughs> Dave, thank I'm officially you. impressed. Uh, no, thank you. I'll go. I'll go get Dave. Just, just. <laughs> thank you again. The t- the talent you can bring to this show, man. Uh, so, so are we thinking? Are we thinking that's the plan? I, I think the B deserves his shot in the alphabets wizard. I, I don't know. I think he might be the weak link here. Do you want? Do you want to do a little play-in game practice round between um, those two? Well. Here? I, I have to go with Sir Charles, and the B does kind of sting. Although the wizard is, he, he can pull out some tricks. So we'll see. So, so the, I just feel like so. So let's go with it. Let, let, let's put them in here. Which whichever one wins gets gets into the tournament to face the, a strong contender, Sugar Bear. So, so the alphabets wizard. Alphabets have had like a ton of dis- different mascots. I, I know. I think you br- mentioned the wizard as an option here. And he's definitely the most prominent. But man, I just I barely remember him popping oh. up in commercials. And, and that bee man, like he's the the bee. The bee is yeah. honey nut. And Cheerios. you got to go with something that can actually sting. And the honey nut Cheerios bee is an icon. I mean, if you watch The Simpsons, Marge Simpson points points it out because their star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame is not that far down from the Honey Nut Cheerios B on Behind the Laughter. <laughs> so it's an icon. Okay, so let's, let's call let's, it Honey Nut Cheerios B. We're, we're in agreement. Be happy, yeah, be Buzz healthy. B is in the tournament. Alphabet's All wizard right. is out. It is sold. Okay, so we're down to our we're down to our sixteen. All right. All right. And have so we decided want, that let's, uh, let's start with the uh, the ones? What are we starting with, partner? Go ahead. No, I was going to say that so Sunny the we'll Wizard, with, we, uh, we Sunny the, the Wizard, for fuck's sake, uh, Sunny the Sun versus Corny Cornelius Corny Rooster, and uh, the well, as funky as the rooster is, and I remember watching that ad plenty of times. It was the same ad that I watched on the tape that my mom. Uh, taped off the tv because she used to she she taped peter pan with mary martin as a kid and she taped all the commercials and that was the one that came up um the 1989 version and while i have much respect for the rooster i cannot deny the power of sunny the sun burns come on and it'll burn a rooster and I mean, think about it. The the rooster is controlled by the sun. When you think of a rooster, whether you think of it crowing when the sun the sun comes up, exactly sun dominates this round, man. Like, like there's no chance. So uh, I did get, I did have a little fun fact about Sunny. Um, it's kind of his weak point. It might come up a little later in the tournament. But did you know for a couple of years there, he was drawn wearing a pair of sunglasses. I don't know why the sun needs a pair of sunglasses. Well, I think uh, they want to make him look cool. They want to make somebody who's corny (laughs) look kind of less square. Or I I, I think the ad that I remember as a kid, they tried to bring back the sunglasses. But alas, it didn't last. Uh, All right. So let's call it corny. 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 See you later. Sorry. Sorry, cornflakes. Sorry, moving on. I kind of want to bring back. uh, I I see Charles outside for the the next round. You want to do Tony the Tiger and and the smack uh, Kellogg Smackums Diggum Frog? Smacks. All right. Let me open the door. You set this up. 
So our, our next round is a big one. Uh, we've got Tony the Tiger, who debuted in 1952 and has been othering there great ever since. Uh, he's going up against Diggum Frog, who was introduced a bit later in 1972 as a mascot for Honey, Hello. Smacks, which at the, Honey Smacks, which at the time were known as Sugar Smacks. Sometimes it's just been smacks. I'm there. Charles, are you there? I, I've been doing a lot of research on the, the Sugar Smacks and, uh, you know, I think all of the do-gooders back in the 60s and 70s wanted to make make the name change to make it sound, I don't know, kind of healthy. So I think they they called it Smacks. And, uh, you know, one thing about the frog is it got that crazy, crazy-ass tongue. Um, but Tony the Tiger, I mean, he's got them big old arms and, and them teeth and them stripes. Um, Tony the Tiger is kind of like the Duke of all cereals. He's kind of like the number one seed. You know, he's always going going to be a shoe in. You know, that, that, uh, so I, I I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't count out a, a 16 seed like like the the Kellogg's Max Diggum Frog, but Tony the Tiger is kind of like. Christian Leitner of uh, serial mascots like Grant Hill. <laughs> Man, you're, you're, the Duke comparisons run deep here. Uh, that's about, all I'm going to say. I think, I think you're spot on. <laughs> about sir. the Duke comparisons. I, 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 <laughs> I, I think you're spot on here. I, I think Tony is the dominant force, man. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I think I think he takes it, you know, uh, and you know their their real life counterparts. A tiger's always going to be. <laughs> I think uh, I'm sorry, Mister Diggum Frog, but uh, Tony the Tiger is great. There we go. So, uh, all right, I, I guess I should f- throw in my fun fact about them as they get eliminated because I got a bunch of them here. So, uh, Diggum Frog wasn't the first mascot. They tried a few beforehand, including one called Smaxy the Seal, but I guess none of them stuck until Diggum. And uh, in 1986, Diggum was canceled as the uh, as the mascot for Smax and was replaced with a bear called Wall Bear. But there was such an outrage it, on, on Dave Morrison back here. So, oh, it's so Diggum uh, Frog was the original canceled mascot. <laughs> back in the day, yeah, back in the it, days. But, uh, so uh, apparently there were protests on college campuses and sit-ins and some group like staged a writing campaign and he was back in the next year so 86 he was gone and then Diggums went back since 86. I have to ask some of my friends and family who were uh in college back in those days maybe they participated maybe they burned some cereal boxes uh, i'll have to check in on that yeah. uh, i wish i wish i still had my research up but there was there was the right the campaign had a name there was a group that called themselves something about well you think frog you think french that. people so maybe some some of our friends up in canada the great white north got upset and decided to uh, protest the insensitivity of the comparisons to the frogs. So we're going with Tony, the tiger. Uh, I take it. Tony. So that's, that's going to be a tough matchup next Sunny round. So and Tony on against Sonny. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that Ooh. on our next episode, but uh, man, uh, I think that's going to be, that's going to be a tough one. On All right. End. Move on. So getting into it, yeah, the General Mills bracket comes up next. All right. The tough General Mills region. We've yeah, got – go ahead. This is a challenge here, man. This is uh, 
be uh first off we got the tricks rabbit one of the most iconic the tricks rabbit silly rabbit so, uh, tricks are for kids yes that to, one to, to give him a challenge we've put him up against the slew uh we've got the cookie crisp mascot yes sir charles here you go well i was just looking right here and uh the tricks rabbit is overdue for when you see all the kids silly rabbit tricks for kids taking taking the taking the kid at the tricks rabbit cereal you know this is kind of unfair so he's overdue but going up against ten cookie cookie crisp mascots there's so I, many of them there's so many of them i mean that's one I mean, he's going to have to pull some tricks in order to defeat these mascots. I mean, there's 10 of them. He, he's capable, but uh, we, we've seen some crazy things before in these brackets. But uh, actually, we haven't seen anything uh, in this bracket before because you know, I don't think any, anybody has done something like this. <laughs> no, bro. No one's quite ridiculous enough to come up with an idea like this. But uh... I, I'm, It's a toss-up. I'm going to say just my heart wants to go with tricks, but the cookie crisp mascots, I don't know. They just, they have, they're all evil, man, man. The, the wolf, the dog, the, the you know, the, the, the guy with the, the, the mask over his face. It, it's, <laughs> it's just too much, you know. It, it, I think it'll be too much for the tricks rabbit. So, so let me, let me make the case for old, old Trixie here. Oh, so, see, so we, we've got our cookie crisp mascots. You know, they started off in the 70s with this wizard called Cookie Jarvis. You know, in the mid 80s, it becomes Cookie Crook and Cookie Cop. Then Cookie Crook gets a helper, Chip the Dog. And then Chip the Dog becomes the only mascot. And then Chip the Dog becomes a wolf. Cookie Crisp doesn't know what they're doing. If anything, Tricks the, Rab the Tricks Rabbit is consistent. He's been their mascot since 1959 kids keep pulling those tricks away from him but he keeps trying you know he doesn't always succeed but sometimes it happens i looked into it and supposedly he's successfully tasted tricks five times 68 76 1980 87 and 91 91 it's been a long time since the tricks rabbit has gotten a taste of that success but man i think he might be due here i think he might be due he's kind of like the the, the kansas or the gonzaga oh it, it's been a while since he tasted sweet victory so we're gonna go with that um you know i'm gonna go with my heart and you're gonna go with your gut and uh, i think we're gonna go with the tricks rabbit right here in the general mills uh region all right don't forget about cookie crisp mascots all right all 10 of you. Sorry, I took 10 of you, but uh, we got to go with uh, the, the tricks. And it is Easter coming up, so we got the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I think we're going to have to send your Sir Charles home. I'm not sure I can hold it together for the rest of this. <laughs> All right. Bring in Clark Kellogg. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure he won't have any bias with the last name Kellogg. <laughs> <laughs> well, funnily enough, that, re that uh, section of the tournament's happening up in Battle Creek, Michigan, of all places. Oh, I'll be go good, Dave. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Dave Morrison back here with Hi, you Dr. Dave. on the frosted side. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sir Charles. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, thanks. 
Oh, that was just Shaquille How's O'Neal. How's your voice, Dave? Hey, we have Shaquille O'Neal out there. <laughs> Why don't we bring in Shaquille? Why don't we bring in Shaq for the Shaq attack? Because I'm sure he's got a lot. Because uh, I know he's friends with Lucky the Leprechaun. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think initially he thought he was the general, but we had to remind Shaq that it was Le- Lucky the Leprechaun. <laughs> Well, oh my Shaq, gosh. Shaq's been a mascot himself of sorts over the years too. Like I think he's replaced Papa John as essentially the mascot of that place now and uh, he's played his own role in some properties. Actually, I play all the roles on TV. Um, uh, I'm pretty much mascot of every TV show. Um uh, so did you want me in for for your expertise right here? Um, look at the leprechaun, oh, the General Mills, Mosses, you got the blueberry, Frankenberry, uh, a berries, uh, Rahu, uh, it's, it's a lot, uh, berries, people, so, um, lucky leprechaun is, I should say, coming up, and the last name is Oviu, so, um, I think I can dig it right with, uh, lucky the leprechaun in the, uh, the General Mills bracket. <laughs> no, it's just the, uh, I mean, St. Patrick's Day. I mean, it's lovely Irish. This is a strong point. Come, coming from the one-time Celtic player. Right, yeah. I was a Celtic for like three games, and uh, I didn't do anything but pose outside the garden, have people uh, rub my bald head, <laughs> and uh, conduct the Boston Pops Orchestra. <laughs> I played for three games and finished out my career like that. Oh, God. So, so I think I'm going to go with Lucky Leprechaun because uh, he reminds me of the general. He's green like the general. <laughs> That's a good a reason as any. Uh, God, I, 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 I'm tempted to agree here. You know, I, as as we've hit on in uh, well, the general episodes, some t- and some time in a buck or two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Insurance companies, if you want to sponsor the Frosted Side podcast, we're, we're open to it. Why you just Frosted at gmail.com. I think that's what it is, right? <laughs> oh, God. I think I think I agree with Shaq here. <laughs> like, oh, okay. so the, we, we keep having the individual... That. The individual up against the big, the big. What about gold pound powder? Gold pound powder. If you had any issue burning, I mean, uh, you know, you could sponsor this program as well. <laughs> we won't tell. Was was icy hot on the list? Icy hot like- too. Yeah. If you're in pain, uh, you, you should sponsor this program. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, so right, I think I'm going to hand the mic over to Dave again so, thank you dude <laughs> I, I took I up half of your apartments <laughs> well you sure Thanks, did Jack, we yes you did so we're going with Lucky the Leprechaun right yeah I think so uh, yeah, I think that's a good choice I, I like I like that General Mills monsters, but they're only around a couple months out of the year. If this battle takes place in the other part of the year, Lucky wins by default. You know he's been around longer. He was created in the '60s. You know he's he's been around to this very day. The the General Mills monsters come and go. You know fruit brute and, fruit brute and yummy mummy aren't even consistently around. Like 
I, I, I think Lucky's got the, you know, that, that persistence. I, I think he's got it. Like mm. he's, he's trained, you know, like the kids are always Seasoned. after his lucky charms and he keeps them away. Like Lucky's got it in the bag. Goodbye monsters. To me, he looked like, like a leprechaun. <laughs> Okay, you don't remember that video? Wait, what is that from? Oh God, up in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, in Alabama, classic. Yeah. They actually put that on some socks. I swear to God. <laughs> so I so I've got my fun fact, but it's going to be about the win winner here because it's it's a regional fact. Oh, we, I thought uh, it was going to be about regional. the leprechaun sketch. But go <laughs> okay, but save it for later. All right. Yeah. We uh, we we talk regional stuff here every now and then. So Lucky has consistently been the Lucky Charms mascot since the early '60s. I think you'll actually find a pattern to these, and that most a lot of these came about in the early '60s. But just here in the New England area in 1965. Lucky was briefly replaced. He disappeared and they made some wizard named Waldo the mascot around here. The supposed reasoning that was that he uh, wasn't really friendly for kids, I guess, since he didn't share and kids were always chasing him or something. But I, it made me kind of wonder about just New England, you know, the Boston area, if it was like the Irish community kind of up in arms at the time. But yeah, briefly in 75, no. So Louise Day Hicks threw a tantrum that Lucky Charms couldn't be on the cereal box. I, I swear something there's, there's got to be something else to that story. Yeah. Like, I, I, somebody out there dig dig into that for us. Cause like, I, I think there's something there. What did you Bloody know, Bulger decide he was going to break out a pipe and <laughs> put Whitey Bulger on the on the on the Lucky Charms box? <laughs> no, no, okay. Um, Stephen the Rifleman Fleming. All right, we're getting a little too Boston for our listeners yeah, outside yeah, of the New England it. area. Yeah, let's try to keep it lighthearted. Uh, you want to move on to the Post region, the CW yeah. Post region. Yeah, well, I, I'm excited about this because the post region has been disrupted uh, in that the Alphabet's Wizard has been booted disrupted? out. So, uh, disrupted? Disrupted. Oh, disrupted. You sounded like you said disrupted, and I was going <laughs> to use that and patent it and talk to an attorney who's specialized in patents. Disrupted. I'm patenting that, and I just need to find somebody who knows patents, who hmm. is a legal aid's. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, what? Uh, well, I'm sure we'll find him. <laughs> All right. We're in the post bracket. So, uh, you want to introduce this one, Mr. Dave Linquist? Yeah. So, unfortunately, uh, for the Alphabet's Wizard, the po post bracket has been disrupted. 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 Uh, we now have uh, Buzzy the Bee is buzzed his way in mm. and is going up against Sugar Bear. So, Sugar Bear is older than any of these other mascots we've come across so far. He was created in the 40s as a mascot for Golden Crisp and like. Uh, like smacks, we know, smacks or whatever. Golden crisp was sugar and it, crisp. Yeah, and and we understand it was a play-in. We understand honey, honey nut Cheerios. The B is General Mills. We get that, but it's a play-in, and uh, um, we like to have a little fun here. But I like the Sugar Bear. Although, yeah. if you go to the Frosted Side page, he's got the kick. He, you know, he looks a little drunk. He, he, uh, I mean, he looks like he's on crank. Uh, I mean, you don't know what you, you don't know what the sugar bear is capable of. Honey and sugar. So, 
so that's the thing i guess i guess he started and for his first four years or so was essentially a bing crosby impression which i did not get until now i'm like oh mm. oh i see oh, we got bing crosby <laughs> absolutely oh, no, well, hold on we got bing crosby back from the dead i'm channeling him right now hey come on in uh yes i uh, i'm here and i'm just going to tell you what i think about all these cereals that supposedly imitate me um sugar bear does not look anything like me uh even though he he doesn't share my smooth silky voice like around the christmas tree when when, when you're dreaming of a white christmas <laughs> mr crosby how do you feel about bees Oh, I think bees are wonderful, especially around springtime. The bees are buzzing, and uh, I love Easter parade. Uh, everybody in their Easter bonnets. Going to strong point. That's absolutely, and uh, the Andrew sisters uh, have very strong opinions about them. <laughs> now we're going really back. <laughs> we're going back to 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 our parents and grandparents and great grandparents. If you're still alive. <laughs> So, we haven't stolen so, your proteins. So, <laughs> any uh, any thoughts here? Who 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 do we have women here, Mr. Crosby? Uh, sugar Are we bear talking to Mr. Crosby? I think we're going with the sugar bear because if it yeah. sounds like me and it's got a nice smooth voice, although that honeybee can sting like crazy. <laughs> All right, hi hey guys! Cheers! I'm back. It's Dave Morrison back here on the frosted side. I don't know why all these celebrities, dead and or living, man, I'm gonna come on I'm to my microphone in my apartment, and I'm just I'm standing really in my room hanging out, and then all of a sudden too, I'm coming. I? Dave, do you do impressions? <laughs> no, I don't. That's the problem. <laughs> Oh, you gotta step up your game. Yeah, uh, My advice: just be yourself. You don't want to be anybody else, especially these days. Okay, what are we on now? So, Captain Crunch, who in the process of I researching been paying this, attention at all? <laughs> Captain Crunch, who in the process oh, of Captain researching Crunch? this, I learned has a name. Isn't he the guy that cuts the roof of your mouth? Oh, man, it really <laughs> does. It really does. Yeah. And then Mikey, he likes it. He likes it. <sighs> So, so this this commercial like it kind of terrorized me as a child in that my little brother's name is uh, is Mike, and hmm. in part of naming him, my parents thought back to this commercial, which I had never seen and had no way of assessing as a child. So the thing is, they would just constantly okay, bring you, it up. Hold on, hold on. It was, drop five cents. Oh, go, stop, stop. You gotta drop five cents. <laughs> Now you can start talking. So why did this traumatize you? Because that sounds pretty irrational if I may project and do some psychoanalysis. <laughs> okay, so here it is. I'm not judging you. No. I'm just saying. I want you to feel safe on this program. <laughs> so so here's the trauma. My my brother's name was Mike. My parents grew up and we were like in high school at the time. The original commercial came out in 72. Mm -hmm. So after naming him it just became a, a, a reference they made constantly throughout maybe the first five years of his life when he was like trying any new foods or whatnot. The, Hey Mikey, he likes it quote was constant. And I just did not get it. You know, Oh, don't mind the sirens in the background here. Sorry. Oh, those are some fans. <laughs> They're coming by. They're giving us a lot of love. Thank you guys. Thank you for tuning into the frosted side. They just wanted to uh, let you know.
that they're listening. And thank you guys for listening and giving feedback. So anyway, long story yeah, they short, had some, they had some strong opinions the about the play in, but go on about your trauma. <laughs> What's that? Long story Go on short. about your trauma. Enough about. Fine. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. Did you duck your head when this ad came on as a kid? No. Do you no. still duck your well, head? That's the thing. The ad was never on and they would constantly reference it and like make jokes about this. Like this was the cultural thing, like the line of like, hey, Mikey, he likes it. And I that's never... a cultural thing. It's, it's a white thing. OK, <laughs> well, I have to I have to go back and look at research my notes. So apparently white people can't handle cereal commercials from the 70s and 80s. I'm go on. I'm I'm being a dick. You know what? Let's drop it. I'm sorry. Dude. So, I didn't mean so. To who? That. No, I'm serious. Who wins? You pick. I'm going to pick opinion. because I'm going to go with Captain Crunch just because the taste is horrible. Uh, the taste is good actually, but it does cut the roof of your mouth. And but well, I don't know. Now I feel bad because Mikey. You like Mikey right now. You like him as an adult. Uh, I don't know. The whole precocious little I kid like thing's overplayed, man. Your, I feel like the ball should be in your court on this one. See, I, Even the siren in the background agrees. I, I feel like we keep giving it to the favorites here, and Captain Crunch has got to be the favorite. But, man, there's no way he, he doesn't He's the, wait, There's no way he doesn't win to this little annoying kid. So, yeah, g- g- give it to the captain. All right. Sorry, Mikey. We, we're glad you like it, but we got to go with the captain on this one. The sugar bear and the captain. Moving on to snack, crackle, crackle and pop, excuse me, and Toucan Sam. Yep. Um, we, I, I am going to go with Toucan Sam because he flies and he's got that wonderful beak, but snack Snap, Crackle, and Pop, who are very hard to pronounce, even though they've been around for, God, I want to say since, well, you've got the notes right here. Um, Snap, Snap created in 1933, Crackle and Pop in 41. Uh, They're elves. They were In the 50s, yeah. There was a fourth elf. Yeah, uh, Pow, who was the one who was dropped out. But uh, they've had all kinds of, like, important Uh, voice actors over there. Pow, you dropped. (laughs) Dawes Butler, Paul Winchell, oh, who did the voice of Tigger yeah. uh, in the Winnie the Pooh series and was a great ventriloquist. Don Messick, who did the voice of Scooby-Doo. Other voices included one of the names that you hear on this program, yeah, if you've been with us from the beginning, game, right? Frank Welker. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Drink. <laughs> it's Thursday night. Uh, almost the weekend. And uh, holy shit, Danny Cooksey. Right, was one of the voices for Snap, yeah. Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Danny Cooksey, who was uh, on Salute Your Shorts as Bobby Butnick. Yeah, I think he was. I had no he idea. Was also, uh, he was like the little kid. On, Pepper Ann. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. He does has been doing cartoon voices for a while, right? Yeah. Love that. Holy shit! So my question is: um, Do you remember from the commercials? Do Snap, Crackle, and Pop have powers of any sort? Like. No, they just, they're really annoying. They sing songs and they just jump around and they make your Rice Krispie squares seem like they are the the best thing to happen to family desserts. And uh, as a kid, I agree. And as an adult who's an who's a vegan who tries not to use marshmallow in cooking Rice Krispie squares, 
Uh, I use sugarcane and um, some sort of tapioca syrup, and now I'm just yammering on about my diet. Um, no, I don't think they have any value. I don't think they do anything other than they're just they're just full of life. They're uh, Toucan Sam. You know, he says follow your nose, so he has some uh, redeemable value. I feel like he was always kind of cool him. too. Like, like he was a mentor to. I remember he had these nephews, like all, all, all like Donald Duck. He had like a few <laughs> nephews he'd lead around on things, and like the problem here is. They've redesigned Toucan Sam recently. I think we brought this up in, in an episode, and he looks ridiculous now. If we're going to give this to Toucan Sam, I say we send him on as classic Toucan Sam. Like, classic one wins this round. Ridiculous redesign does not. Right. And I would say the same thing about Snap, Crackle, and Pop. The the ones from the, the, the 70s, because up until I want to say the nineties, it was a pretty kind. It was a pretty cool logo. It was classic. It was lighthearted. It was something kids and adults could enjoy when they're watching their favorite TV specials. Uh, but if it were down to the current Snap Crackle and Pop versus the original Toucan Sam, I'd go original. But if you're going with the two original uh, mascots, then, well, that would be a toss-up. Yeah. Do you want me to go get the NBA and NCAA legends again? Because I feel like they could add a lot. Uh, how about Alabama, how, how, Auburn, and LSU uh, grads. <laughs> how about next round? Um, <laughs> maybe next round. All right. Um, Thank you. So I think I'm going to go with Toucan Sam just because it, it, it really is down to a few details. And just because he's a little bit cooler and he has the cool, cool ass beak and he can fly. Yeah. I, I Snap, crackle and pop can can they live in the tree and they can say I think he's got it. Um, you, you talked about their ori- original designs and whatnot because Snap, Crackle, and Pop have been around for so long. I took a look back at those like 1930s, 1940s designs for them, and they're disturbing as gnomes too. Like I don't want those original characters around me anytime. So let, let, let's give it to Toucan. Well, that sounds like a challenge. Maybe we should post them on the Frosted Side page after we get done with tonight's yeah, podcast. Yeah, actually, let me make a note of that because the, these are worth sharing. Actually, maybe we can share a bunch of like some of the older ones of these because some of these characters looked, went through strange phases. Damn right. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll share that. Last one. In couple days. All right. Here it is. Last one. You want to introduce this one, Sonny? You want to introduce Sonny and the, and the big Q? Yeah. So here we've got um, Sonny the Cuckoo Bird and uh, Quisp, the, uh, the, the alien. So Sonny the Cuckoo Bird... Like, like every other like half of these like early 60s creation 1962 um his whole thing is getting distracted from whatever he's doing and saying when coco puffs show up and saying like he's cuckoo for coco puffs uh the reason his name is sunny is i guess there actually used to be another bird who'll show up sometimes named gramps who was like the like elderly bird and they get off my lawn off each other yeah and then Quisp, right. a cereal, I don't know if you've ever had, but I've never actually had it. I've never heard of it until just now. So, Honestly, so this, I this swear is, to God, that's why I call it the DQ, because it makes it sound like I know what I'm doing. So but you did the research, so I got to yeah. give you credit. 
it, it was really big in the uh, 60s and 70s. And I think this is a great example to go along with our Saturday morning cartoon stuff. It was, it was uh, created by Jay Ward, the guy who uh, created Rocky and Bullwinkle and Dudley Do-Right and all of no that. No way. Yeah, he, his thing was okay, like, I can see that in the design I'm looking at right now. There, yeah, was, no, it's very similar to Boris and Natasha. There was a partner serial that came out with it that's completely forgotten at this point, for the most part, called Quake that had a like similar characters to go along with the quisp alien but quisp was kind of come and gone it like disappeared in the like early 80s and then got brought back for a couple of years and then came back in the early 90s and it's just been gone since then i think in the last like five years or so it's popped back up but i think it's only sold on amazon for kind of playing off the whole nostalgia thing i've been thinking about getting a box i've honestly never had it uh i feel like the alien's kind of cool but like something with that i'm gonna leave it to you for that and like I feel like if we're both, if we've never even had the cereal and we're unfamiliar with it, I feel like we have to give it to the cuckoo bird. But something about that guy annoys me, man. Like, I don't know. I'm torn here. Well, you feel bad. Well, you feel bad for Sonny because of uh, mental illness. If he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, then I'm going to say that that's an underlying mental condition that probably would require some sort of extended care and treatment. We don't want to make light of the fact that while he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, that's also a serious mental health disorder. If you want to do psychoanalysis, uh, I have to ask my mother. She was a school psychologist for a number of years in central Massachusetts, and my sister is a social worker. So she might know a thing or two about Sonny and what he's going through. And Dave, I know you can probably attest to that with some of the some of the people that yes, you yes. know work in the mental so, health social field. Work in the family here too, you know. But uh, man, I I gotta feel for you. Gotta feel for Sonny, and you know, he always always getting. But distracted. is he ready for the next round? Is against Toucan Sam? I, I mean, they're both birds. They're both strong, but. Do you think he's ready for such a strong battle? I mean, that's going to take so much out of you as a bird. I, mean, I, I just feel so bad. You hate to subject Sonny to it. You you hate to subject him to you it. You really do. So so is this going to be? Of course. I feel like we haven't had an upset before. Now is this going to be? Do we send the alien of the serial we've never had along to the I, next round? Do 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 we dare? We I do? think so. I think. Uh, every seed, every seed has a you know there there have been second seeds who have been upset by fifteen seeds. I'm sure you remember, as I do, Dave, in in, in human basketball when the Vermont Catamounts of the American America East upset the Syracuse Orangemen. Man, that 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 Vermont reference just sealed it for me. Uh, being a northeastern grad, uh, just America East basketball. You're right. It's, well, now it's you're small, in the, the a, Patriot League. Are you in the Patriot yeah, or Colonial that, League? I, I forget. I, I, I think it's yeah, it's CAA now. Yeah, yeah CAA. Okay. I, I think they. I think they did the switch just after. I, got uh, I can't keep up with all the conference changes. It used yeah. to be Big yeah. East, ACC, and. Um, than a bunch of other sub sub conferences, but we're going with Quisp as the upset. On to the next, and we'll uh, have to go and uh, order it off of Bezos' website, or you'll do that. And uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking we may need to sample it before the next round, so we'll see. All right, and if we and if we can find it on Amazon, uh, we can uh, let you guys know what we think and whether or not it was worthy of the upset. But for right now. We've got it. We have uh, Sonny taking on uh, Tony the Tiger. 
and Trix Rabbit versus Lucky the Leprechaun, Sugar Bear and Captain Crunch, Toucan Sam and Quisp in your Elite Eight of the Frosted Side March Madness brackets of cereal mascots. Does that sound about right? I like it, Dave. And something something I want to throw out there is uh, we, we've had a lot of feedback from our listeners on this from me just posting this bracket. So a day or two after the um, this episode goes up, we'll put we'll post the next round on our page. And I, I want people to weigh in. Uh, I think we can be swayed on this, right? If, if people make a big good enough case, I think maybe even we shout them out on the pod and say like, okay, yep. You win. Yeah, this is why this mascot moves in a fight against the other. So, how's that sound? I think so, and I think uh, we'll make this uh, listener involved more than just having people comment on who they think should win. And uh, we we hear you guys, and uh, we're taking your suggestions to heart as we do this. And uh, bear with us, but thank you guys so much for the feedback. Find us. Frosted Pod, Frosted Side on Facebook, Instagram. Just search Frosted Pod, but it'll show up as the Frosted Side podcast. And that's pretty much it right now. And then Sunday, we have the Human College March Madness Brackets at the time we are recording this. And uh, uh, it'll be weird because, you know, March Madness for me, I don't know about you, Dave, some of the people you do at work, but I always go nuts for the, not cuckoo, but I do, I go cuckoo in, in other ways, but we won't go there. But uh, I go nuts for the March Madness and uh, I'm always, I, I do all the brackets and I fill it out and I always pray that I'm going to get Warren Buff- Buffett's uh, billion dollar challenge. Oh, but, yeah. So. You know, I'm just going to go with colors. Whatever color I like, whatever mascot I feel is friendly uh, in terms of college teams, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if they're good. Doesn't matter the records, the point, um, uh, free throw percentage, all of that. Um, I'm just going to go with whoever has the coolest mascot and nicest colors. I had a dream that uh, it was um, uh, orange and blue. So probably... Illinois or Virginia. Yeah, Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to check to see. I'll have to look. I'll have to look this Sunday um, on on Paramount Plus. Do you get Paramount Plus? Uh, I do, actually. Yeah, I signed up for it not too long ago. So. Oh, yeah. No, you. Oh, I watch Ink Bastard now. That's that's my when when I'm not watching Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead. I'm watching Ink Master. I'm watching Bar Rescue because that's the type (laughs) of person I've turned into. That's what we do now, Kim and I do. That's what quarantine does to a man. But uh, I, no, no, I started watching. No, Kim started. She turned me on to Ink Master. Bar Rescue was something that I watched about four years ago. And I didn't lose interest, but I had a bunch of other projects going on. And then I, I started catching up on all the seasons. And uh, my favorite what's, episode what's so far is guy, that, that. The guy who hosts that. John, John, John Tapper. Tapper, is that it? Man, what Tapper, a, what a, not like, Jake Tapper, Tapper, but Tapper. What a, Tapper. what a perfect personality for a show like that, man. Like he, He's like the exact right fit for that thing. Yeah, he just goes from zero to 60, as my mom says. And, and it's something that Kim, Kim watches to a lesser extent, but uh, she's turned me on to the restaurant Impossible with Robert oh, yeah. Irvine. 
with the with the, the British guy who goes around and says, "Okay, you guys have a horrible kitchen. Uh, I I don't know if I'm going to renovate it or refurbish it." John Taffer, he just comes in, he does that Long Island thing where he yells like, "You shitheads, you're a fucking asshole. You you failed your business." And yeah, it's people like surly take professionalism. That. Like, oh yeah, and it's not staged at all. Like most reality TV, it's it's not scripted, and people go in and they the the bar is a success, and it outlasts the pandemic and any other uh, decisions that the bar makers make. Uh, and it, it's amazing what TV can do. It can fix a bar in fifteen minutes or twenty eight minutes, I should say. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. But so uh, before we sign off, I just they taught me to how to make an old fashioned, by the way. Uh, oh, Phil really? Willis made me a, a Phil I am on Instagram. He taught me how to make a nice old fashioned. Yeah, we might need to Abolito made me uh, a, it's a nice my, drink. So my Abolito actually he apparently was a huge fan of old fashions. And that's just uh, something I'm doing on a Thursday night when uh, I can relax on the 10th anniversary, the night before the 10th anniversary of my. 27th birthday what uh what what whiskey you got in there uh i got evan williams actually it's bourbon yeah nice classic yeah classic Good yeah stuff. i i'm not a jim bean guy to be honest yeah. with you i know i know yeah. it has a little nuances but i have some relatives in kentucky i want to give a shout out to my cousin perry he's got a great podcast called this is my bourbon and you can check it out Ooh. on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are available. Yeah, he's a great musician, and uh, uh, so they they they're from Kentucky, so they know a thing or two about you know, what good drinks are down there, mint jewel country. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I, I assume so. Yeah, uh, so but uh, up here it's just Evan Williams because we're so you know we're so into our Irish whiskey with St. Patrick's Day coming coming around the corner. With no parade, yeah, I've, I've, I've got the Guinness in the fridge. You got the Guinness in the fridge. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, I I had no idea that Guinness wasn't vegan until a few years ago. Yeah, they use Einzelglas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah which I, is I feel like fish oil. I read somewhere that they uh yeah it's like the flotation bladder of the fish is used to somehow filter the yeah I, I I've heard like conflicting things on that over the years like they may or may not still use it but they won't come out and say one way or another it's, so, it's all marketing suspect they do well that's the thing yeah I think it's all marketing and branding I'm not one of those conspiracy theorists but because somebody told me and Kim told me the same thing but my mother had to verify this margarine and vegan buttery spread that you see in every supermarket out there, they're basically the same thing. So I had to look it up and I had to say to myself, is it marketing or am I paranoid? Well, margarine has traces of milk. Yeah. Yeah. Very small amounts. I do remember reading that as a kid and being like, wait, how is this not butter? It's just like butter that's cut down with oil or something. Right. Exactly. But yeah, there are differences. I mean, it is so you have to really, I hate to be that guy, do your research, but the internet is just, existential existential dread <laughs> well, i mean with with stuff like that that sneaks up on you like like who would have thought cereal marshmallows actually had some, yeah 
It traces a milk. Absolutely. Yeah. Or gelatin, yeah. I think, too, right? Gelatin, yeah. Well, the gelatin is basically the the, the milk parts and the, the dairy product now, unfortunately. So when I say, when I was cooking last year, when we did the, the St. Patrick's Day podcast, and uh, I believe it was Josh Pratt who pointed out on Facebook, uh, how can you have vegan marshmallows with gelatin? And this was after I pretty much ate, ate the whole batch yeah i was like oh fuck he's right <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh i had a stomach that day that it didn't involve alcohol uh, the next oh. morning oh christ well thank you guys so much for joining us thank you sir charles barkley shaquille o'neal and bing crosby coming back from the dead joining us on the frosted side the new 2021 edition of the program oh such a blast yeah and we will be back soon this time the next episode will be up yeah. quickly so, we won't be we, it won't be like two or three months yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we can get these this all out of the way in march too I, so oh trust me no it, it it's good it, it'll be quick and it'll be fun um that's what she said but i'll chew um <laughs> she said it'll be quick oh man ah fuss <laughs> I, I right, get insulted now when they call me Sp- Speedy Gonzalez. I won't. I, I uh, cancel that. Cancel that name. At least when you. At least around me. <laughs> All right, Dave Linquist. I'm Dave Morrison. You guys have a great week. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe, and uh, we'll see you next time. To Thanks, everybody. Up.